Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. And good morning, everyone, and welcome to Jason and Alexis in the morning on my talk 1071, everything entertainment, everything Shangela. Hallelujah. That's right. I'm Jace with Lex and Kenny. Dawn is taking some much-deserved uh, time off. Uh, she'll be back with us soon. Thank you so much to Grant, who's filling in today. Grant, mm. thank you for being here. Thank you. And uh, thank <laughs> Poor Grant. Thank you, Grant. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Poor Grant. It's been a morning. Yeah. Grant. Grant's aged a few years since uh, since the start of our show. Uh, how old are you now, Grant, if I may ask? How, how old are you? I, I came in 35 walking out a nice 56, I feel That's like. That's perfect. <laughs> so. That's perfect. The same thing happened to Reavers, right. too, by the yeah. way. That's kind of happening, right. yeah, yeah, kind of too. How old is Reavers now? Hmm. He's about 62. Oh, okay, yeah, that's about right. About 62. Right, Kenny? 60, 62, 63, yeah, I think. Yeah, he's yeah. approaching retirement age, yeah. That's, yeah, that's, that's right. Oh, my goodness. Uh, oh, yeah. It's a Happy Monday. Monday. It? Happy Monday. It does Monday. feel like a Monday, doesn't it? It really does. Oh, it I need really. More do you need more coffee? Yeah. That's okay. Uh, next break. You're out already? Yeah, yeah. you can get on the next break. And it's anyway. gloomy out, too. That's the other thing. Is it? I can't see. Yeah. I'm down a Hannibal Lecter like hallway, so oh, I can't yeah, see. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah, it is. It's gloomy today. Yeah. Oh, crap. I don't need that. Let me see here. Oh, yeah, it's gloomy. Yeah. Oh, well. The rest of the week looks pretty decent, though. We had a yeah, good weekend, at least. It, oh, was, it was gorgeous. Uh, yeah. It was stunningly beautiful. So, hope you guys uh, got out and enjoyed yourself. Kenny was busy. Mm-hmm. Uh, very, 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 very busy. Right, Kenny? Yes. Did you relax at all, my friend? Uh, no, no, no. no. <laughs> not, not at all. Not until about four o'clock yesterday afternoon. Oh, you're gonna relax my. when that house is sold. <laughs> oh, I can't wait. Yeah, you're getting closer, Kenny. Yeah, hey, hey the kitchen's done, right? And kitchen's done. Yeah, uh-huh. oh. moving on to other rooms. Yep. Oh, yeah. that's. That ha- that's a good feeling, isn't it? Just getting that getting that project taken care of. Well, it's one of those deals where uh, why didn't we do this ten years ago so we can enjoy yeah. it? You know, but oh whatever. yeah, oh well. I mean, yep. you know, you, you, you do, and you know, uh, I bring that up for a reason. Thank goodness you're doing it now because I'm reading uh, I'm reading Alexis's contributions uh, on the show page today. And it says that there's an asteroid coming soon. So yeah. at yeah. least, Kenny, oh, yeah. 
at least, Kenny, you'll get your house done before the asteroid hits us. So that's a, I guess that's a positive. I don't, I don't know. Let's, let's yeah. turn that, let's turn yeah. that equity into cash. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> Go on a joy ride before our last we're, day, which is November. We're, we're going to need, yeah. Well, we're going to need cash in the post-apocalyptic world. <laughs> when, when is Lex? When is the asteroid supposed to supposed to hit us? The day before Election Day, November yep. 2nd. No, oh, no, perfect. <laughs> well, isn't that, is the universe perfectly timing that? Says the Center for Near-Earth Object Studies at NASA. I would Who like knew to work there was there. that center, Who huh? Who knew? What's it called again? What's the center? It's called Near-Earth Object Studies in NASA's Jet uh, Propulsion Laboratory. Propulsion Lab, yeah. Oh, yeah. okay. I guess this asteroid, they've been watching it since 2018, and it's small. It's about six and a half feet. Now, it says it poses no threat to Earth, but, you know, of course, they don't say that in the headline. Um, <laughs> but no, they want it's you to click on our, it, yeah. Exactly. It's going to enter our atmosphere, um, and it can disintegrate into smaller bits, which that's what they're oh, worried about. Great. So mm-hmm. if it was baseball, it's the equivalent, Jason, uh, Jason, to a brushback. That pitch awfully close to your head, just barely missing the tip of your nose. You know. What oh, I'm okay. Yeah. I didn't know. Yeah. I'm not familiar yeah. with that term. So okay, it's be a yeah. brushback. Yep. Okay. Yep. Well, pretty much. Yep. So 2020, you know, just keeps getting better all the time, doesn't it? Well, we got we, two hurricanes. <laughs> we got an asteroid coming November second. Oh, that's right. We need to add. Hold on a minute, Lex. Let me get it out. Uh, mm-hmm. We didn't have double hurricane on the apocalyptic bingo card. <laughs> we didn't. So no, let's, we gotta uh, add let's, that. Let's put that uh, <laughs> under the G forty seven. Under the G forty seven. There we go. G forty seven. G forty seven for double hurricane on your mm-hmm. apocalypse uh, twenty twenty bingo card. Now and then uh, we have asteroid. Yep, That's no, under the second. I. Uh, okay. I nineteen. Under the I-19. There we go. So we have I-19 and G-47. So we're filling that bingo card up pretty well. Uh In your uh, home state of Indiana yesterday, Jason, they ran the Indianapolis 500. And it was a pretty good race. And then with five laps to go, there was a big crash. And so the race finished under caution under a yellow so all uh, all of us race fans are uh, blaming 2020 for that horrible <laughs> oh, yeah. finish we didn't okay. get to watch we didn't Add get that. to watch them race to the finish so oh uh, that really was, yeah race fans very upset about the finish of the uh, 500 yesterday and correct me, from, uh, correct me if i'm wrong didn't letterman win i, I heard yes. letterman's car won yes yes mm-hmm. so that was really cool, uh, cool. Uh, letterman uh took first and third wow and oh, he was really there. Yeah, he was there, and he was very friendly and happy and uh, not his usual shy self. Was his, yeah, you take was first his, and third. Yeah. Was his beard there? Was the beard yeah. there as well? Yeah, and he looks like me when he puts a mask on. You know, you can see the whole beard underneath, and it's like, why are, why are we even wearing this mask? I could just as well put my hand over my face, but, you know, because <laughs> everything's going through all that hair, you know? Yeah. Right. Oh, oh, Dave. Well, we need to make yeah. you one with extra fabric at the bottom. You can just like ro- roll it all up and tie it above your head. I've been tempted to do the uh, train robber thing and just wear a, a kerchief thing, you know, because mm. that goes down to the middle of your chest. Yeah. 
I had but the uh, one that could be worse than masks, though, that are double. Yeah, yeah, of that, yeah. I was yeah, gonna that, say. Yeah, but what, what can be worse than wearing a mask that's sitting way out away from your face, and then it, all that hair hanging underneath? I mean, come on. And it makes you, you know. sweat with the hair. God, I hate it. Oh, oh. I cut my beard because of it. I really did. No more beard. Oh. I, I don't had the even same know. Problem, yeah. Grant, for some reason. Grant, for some reason, I can't picture what you look like. I gotta hold on a minute. Let me go into the new Grant. There we go. Let me see. Why can I not picture? We met a few years ago back on the state fair bus. I'm a short, little ginger, blonde, red haired. <laughs> he looks a lot like Brad Pitt. <laughs> yeah, no. Um, but if Close you go Grant Wengstern on Facebook, W E N K S T E R E, and you just oh, opened up a can, Grant. Right there, uh-huh. right there. Let me see. Oh, here. I got all my families in there, though. I'm kind of in the oh, back middle. Oh, yes. Yes. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, we met a, we met a long we time met, ago. Yes, yeah. we did. Yes. Yep. yep. So Would now, you, now you can. jail or something? Where, where were you? We were on the short bus. No, we were, <laughs> we were on the ch- ch- uh, shuttle coming back from the state fair, and I introduced myself. Yes. It was my first time working here like four years ago, and I, you, yes. I, I literally rode the shuttle bus back and forth to the state fair just to network with people. <laughs> Oh, you nerd. Hey, that's oh, the really? thing to know. Yeah. Way to go. Every time someone came on the bus, it was somebody important here. So I was like, I'm Grant. Who are you? You know, it, was, it worked. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I love that. Yeah. Oh, my. I don't cool. blame you. Are you from so, here? Are you from Minnesota? Yep, yep. Grew or, up, born and raised out in Mound, oh. Minnesota. So. Oh, nice. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Well, let's take uh, let's take a break, everybody. Seven twelve is the time. Uh, go get some more bagels or uh, whatever you're eating, and uh, we'll be back right after these words. She Welcome back. It is seven uh, eighteen. Jason and Alexis in the morning on my talk with seven one. Everything entertainment. Everything snowmobiles. I'm Jace with Lex mm. and Kenny. Dawn's taking some vacation days uh, before B. Arthur yells at her. So <laughs> that does yep. happen. So our buddy Grant filling in today. Uh, Don will be back very, very soon. Uh, meanwhile, thank you for hanging with us uh, on this Monday as we kick off a brand new week. Uh, the end of August. We are approaching. We are approaching September, which I just can't believe. Wow. I, and imagine I, this time, too, we would be getting ready for the state fair. I know. As I was driving in today, I thought, oh, well, this would be the week where, you know, come Thursday, we're mm-hmm. putting on our polo. Uh, we're putting on our shorts, and uh, we head hey to the girl, fairgrounds. Hey our Hey Girl Hey shirts, and we head to the fairgrounds, but uh, not this year. But we will be selling the, the, the T-shirts, everybody, online. Yes. We should be having some info on that uh, a little bit later this week. And I love uh, our shirt this year, Jace. It might be one of my favorite ever. And how many Hey Girl Hey shirts have we had? Um, I would seven? say seven. Yeah, seven Something or eight. Like yeah, yeah, this is this is my fave. I I love this one, and I've loved all of them for different reasons. But uh, yeah, this this is absolutely a fave. So you'll mm-hmm. be able to order them online, everybody. So that uh, as soon as we have more info on that, uh, we'll let you know. But I would uh, I would imagine we'll know something by tomorrow or Wednesday. So yeah, I'll, and every show has their shirt, and yep. you know we have station gear too. So yep, and then, fun to see what we're what we've got. And then Brooke will uh, be living inside of Kinko's uh, for uh, the next. Uh, <laughs> we'll be living inside yeah. of a, a UPS store for the next four years. But hey, you know, there we go. <laughs> Have fun mailing those, Brooke. Uh, seven uh, seven twenty is the time. I, I got home on on Saturday, 
uh, I had some fourth job shenanigans to do, and then I got home, and I got a uh, like a package. I'm like, oh, what is this? And it was from Jill Zarin, which you know you don't often, you don't every day get a package from Real Housewives of New York star Jill Zarin. She sent no. me a whole bunch of her masks that she's selling with her daughter uh, uh, Allie, and Jill makes them for every mask that they sell. They give one away uh, to health provider, healthcare providers, or nurses. It's a great program. Jill got involved because of a friend of hers, and uh, they sell the mask. And I have to tell you if i didn't like it i just wouldn't talk about it i wouldn't bust on him because jill's doing a nice thing but lex yeah i'm gonna tell you they're real comfortable like i put it on i was like Look at Jill Saren. They were. <laughs> What's the style? Do they have um, loops to go around your ears, or do you? Yeah, loops to go around your ear, and they're adjustable, and uh, they're they're cloth. Uh, you know, I think two layers, three layers. Um, uh, really comfortable, and uh, they do tie dye designs. She does a whole bunch of different designs, and you can see them all at JillZaren.com. But I had her, like I said, I had her on the talk show because I wanted to talk to her not just about housewives, but. I was just noticing because I follow her on Instagram. I noticed that she's been making these masks. And I was like, what is she doing? Like, every post isn't about her rugs, isn't about her fabrics. It was about these masks. And she was doing it with Allie, which I loved. And uh, Jill has temporarily moved to Boca Raton. So every video was Jill and Allie, like, tie-dyeing these masks. So I was like, what's going on? Well, it's a real venture. I mean, it's a real effort and she's doing it with her daughter which i love i thought that was really really sweet they look really cool they're they're real they're they are awesome and they're genuinely because like i said i just would have said thank you and would have moved on um to be polite but i don't need to fake be polite they're real comfortable um so they're now i have a rotation now i have i'm i have a ton of masks that i use now but I have it right by my door. It is it is a go-to mask of mine, other than the two that I recommended last week, the Under Armour and then the Sway one. It is now in my rotation. Um, real good, Jill Zarin. Way to go. Well, I was kind of waiting for her, well, Jill specifically, because like you said, she does have a fabric shop. So she has a lot of the resources, yep. or at least the suppliers that she could get what she needs. So that that she's doing that it's not completely out of the realm but no. I'm just glad that she's yeah doing that because we yep. heard from her in a while yeah so she for every mask that you guys buy they donate one mask to a frontline worker and uh which i thought was really great too and she sent How me the salad masks um let me let me look let me there i thought they are pretty economical um Oh, her website's cute. Allie's Do any so of them adorable. come with oxygen tanks? Because that's what uh, I need. Uh, two of them, Kenny. Two of them come with oxygen, oxygen tanks. Two okay, of them. good. Two of them. A beard extension, too. Huh? Yeah, yeah. And something to tuck the beard in. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, two of them come with the oxygen tank for, uh, yeah. Uh, the three bundle is $26. Oh, so, nice. Okay. Yeah. So a one, yeah, three ply. Uh, I got, she sent me the, the Navy. 
and uh, the three-ply Navy adjustable. All these crazy alien stories can't be true, can they? Hey, it's Stephen Diener, host of the Unidentified Alien Podcast. And whether you're new to the conversation or have been looking into it for years, you need to check out the fastest growing alien show out there, the Unidentified Alien Podcast, or UAP for short. There's a crazy amount of alien encounter stories out there from all over the world. And the beauty of it is that I bring them all to you and let you decide what you believe. Download and subscribe to UAP on any of the major podcasting platforms. And you can also find it on UAPpodcast.com. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. And boy, oh boy, not to sound like a kid from the uh, from the 50s, but real comfortable, real, real comfortable. Um, and it's all about the strap for me, the, the, the ear strap, because that can just really hurt the back of your ear. All yeah. of the masks that I've recommended, believe me, I've worn a lot, especially out when we were in Florida. And Jill's is right there with the other two as far as comfort on your ears. Very, very comfortable. So there we go. So when I wear a mask nice. with the ear deals um, and I exit the store, the first thing I do is take it off. And the ear hook elastic thing always hooks on my glasses. So I just let it dangle there. So I walk around with the mask dangling off of my glasses. <laughs> like a total goober. Like a little shelf. A little hook for your mask. Yeah. yeah. I know with just like one on, just on his ear, one on his ear, just hanging there. Right. I'm like, yeah. Really? <laughs> yeah. It's yeah. the new it's a safe it's like, thing. Tell, tell him to put on a pair of sunglasses. Yeah, it's like, just have him hang there. Well, it's like when you used to wear overalls and you would have one one yes. thing hanging down, like in the late <laughs> yeah. when kids would, when oh, uh, I, we used that was to, my jam. I used to do that. Un- undo one of the straps. Yep. yep. I've never understood that because I hate that when it happens to my overalls. It drives me crazy, and I, I've never been able to understand that fad. Oh, it Where was a big. Cool. Yep. Just cool. to have one boob hanging out. Well, I yep. always wanted to be T boss growing up, so it's a TLC thing. Oh, oh, okay. TLC, yep. yeah. Yep, yep. Yeah. T-Boz did it. Um, I will have you both know I'm very excited. Grant and I are now official. We are Facebook friends, everybody. That's oh, right. I was his Facebook so friend touching. first. Oh, where were you? <laughs> really? Oh. Yes. Why do you have to brag, Alexis? Just let me have my joy. I was just bragging on your brag, that's all. <laughs> yeah. Oh, Grant, you're a good-looking guy. I, why you, The way you described yourself is not appropriate. You are a good-looking guy. I appreciate that. I, yes. you know, I have a very beautiful girlfriend, so I don't really want to say anything other than you know, I'm a, I am who I am. <laughs> <laughs> you see how much I have punted my coverage in some of those pictures. So, no, I'm doing, I'm doing just fine. Yes, your girlfriend Aww. is gorgeous, yes. like beautiful. You guys are a lovely couple, and we so. have big, we have big dogs too: two Irish Wolfhounds and a King Charles Cavalier. So when you mentioned oh, your your oh. your mother had a bull, uh, what was your mother's dog? Uh, a bull mastiff. Yeah, so we're the big dog family too. So oh yes. my goodness! Now the hair on that Same. one dog reminds me of one of Bee's wigs. Let me look. <laughs> <laughs> there we go. Kenny, take a look at that picture of Grant's profile. It's a little reminiscent of a wig that Bee wears sometime. 
I am not on the Facebook. Yeah. You're not. That's oh, right. That, oh, that's right. You're mm-hmm. not. Nope. No. I, I wish I wasn't, but yeah. Yeah. yeah no, you can't. I, like your style. Uh, I, I don't even think you could pay me to be on. Well, I shouldn't say that, but uh, yeah, I'm not going to do Facebook. Yeah, it's all right. You're not missing much these days. 727 is the time. Hey, speaking of Facebook, uh, you know, we're not going to get into the political aspect of it. It's really a family story. Uh, Kellyanne Conway and her husband and her daughter made a a rather surprising announcement yesterday. Um, And it's probably something we can all relate to in our own families. Alexis has that story when we come back. Welcome back. 7.32, Jason and Alexis in the morning on my talk one seven one. Everything Entertainment. Everything weird picture frames with weird people in them. I'm Jace with Lex. Ah, huh. mm-hmm. You know, and the, when you get <laughs> when you go, when you go by yeah, the generic family and the picture frames, you're like, are they real? Uh, I'm Jace with Lex and Kenny. Uh, Grant filling in for Don McClain, who's uh, taking some deserved time off, uh, thankfully. She deserves it. Um, 7.33. So let me just give everybody a warning. You don't have to turn the channel. You don't have to worry. We're not uh, talking about uh, the RNC or the DNC or getting political. This is really about family. Um, yeah. And I'm sure you all read the story yesterday about Kellyanne Conway, right, Lex? What what happened yeah. late last night? Well, first it was her daughter, Claudia. She tweeted out that she... So, Kellyanne is slated to speak at the Republican National Convention. And so she tweeted out, I'm devastated that my mom will be doing this. She says, I'm seeking emancipation. Now, she's 15 years old. And then you think about their family dynamics. So Kellyanne Conway, an advisor to President Trump, and then her father, George, started the Lincoln Project, which is Republican but anti-Trump. Yeah. So just imagine <laughs> those family dinners. And then Claudia is extremely liberal. So, um, wow. So that alone. So I saw that and I thought, whoa, she's seeking emancipation? Okay. And then last night, Kellyanne Conway and her husband, George, they both announced that they will be leaving their post. So she will be leaving as an advisor to uh, President Trump and he will be leaving the Lincoln Project both to focus on their family. Yeah. And I I cheers both of them because yeah. the reason yeah. the reason we're talking about this and again, yeah the reason we're talking about this isn't a, 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 a political conversation it really is about family because all of you listening and I was telling Alexis in the break uh, you know I was dealing with um, a, a family the kind of uh, political dynamic over the weekend and it's tough. I mean, it's look, we are not going to sit here and, and act like this president uh, invented uh, polarization or disagreements about politics. I mean, people have been arguing about politics for as long as politics has been around. But uh, no one no one can no one can um, argue that these are really polarizing times and. It can lead to family strife and family drama, and especially when your mom and dad have polar opposite views and you're the kid stuck in the middle. Um, and your views are polar opposite from their views, too. From one of their, yeah. <laughs> right. And Both of them, yeah. And, the, the per, you know, and if you're the teenager, your mother works for 
the the you know works for the president that you don't like, and then your father you know is on your side, but then you are siding with your father against your mother. I mean, there's so many dynamics going on that. I, I I always felt, oh my goodness! Can you imagine those conversa- those dinner conversations? I've thought yeah. that for years. Yep, I hate um, to see that come in the way of a family. Though, me when too. I grew up, yes. and it might have been the same for you, Jason. I still know a lot of we call them jokingly houses divided. It's a house yeah. divided. Wife is one side, husband is the other. Uh, I even have relatives like that, and they don't really talk about politics at all. Then they go into the voting booth and they do their thing, and the family loves each other, and everything's fine. Um, but boy, we're living it, times now are so polarized that it seems like that's less and less of a thing these days. Yeah, yeah I can. That's my I, family. Yeah, that's my family. My family too. I I can remember, you know, my my mom's mom. Um, my the I call her my Dallas grandmother. She's the one I watch Dallas with. Not to be confused with Betty and Earl. Um, that's who I baked with. But uh, you know, Grandma Mazak loved JFK. Um, had a picture of JFK in her extra bedroom. I remember as a kid asking about him. And so she was very much a Democrat. And I had other relatives that loved Reagan, like loved President Reagan, just thought, you know, the sun rose and sat on on Ron and Nancy. And I remember as a kid, whenever, (laughs) whenever like a presidential address would interrupt my grandmother, (laughs) whenever Reagan would come on the TV. And interrupt like Wheel of Fortune or God forbid Dallas, you know, whenever the president, my grandmother, who really did not cuss. I mean, my grandmother really didn't cuss. But as a kid, I processed that my grandmother was like that such and such Reagan and and Nancy and her astrology. And she would just go off. I bring all that up because then but but at family functions, you know, it wasn't something where people were storming out of the room. I mean, my grandmother was my grandmother did like certain aspects of what Reagan did. And and then my my family that uh, really liked President Reagan were very respectful to my grandmother. And it wasn't a problem. It's very different now. And like I said, I I I encountered. Yeah, I encountered. um, And I and I kind of. When I was thinking about this weekend and the family member uh, who was kind of at a gathering, anyway, I thought about what what the one of the differences is, and I was realizing I think one of the differences is sadly there are now two realities. You know, there, there's really kind of the death of truth, and I think that's really at the crux of of the difference of uh, in the times we're living in uh, people now have because a, a big chunk of of the electorate a big chunk of us we we only really consume media that speaks to our beliefs we we are really right. kind of living in our own realities and there and we don't have a Walter Cronkite we don't have um, kind of a wizard in the middle that is the the lighthouse of truth because people are skeptical of the media, people are skeptical of newspapers, so there's nobody to center everybody around. Um, so we're all kind of living in 
whatever our side says. Yeah, not enough unity. World of mistrust. Yeah, Yeah. and it makes me sad. And and I think that I was trying to diagnose why it's a little bit different now, a lot different in some ways. And and that was one of the things I kind of came up with. Uh, because uh, there was a friend of mine on Facebook, um, uh, poor Colin, we were driving to an event on Friday and a high school friend of mine, uh, and I'm sorry, an elementary school friend of mine. And I say friend, let me be clear. Um, we didn't really hang around in elementary school, but we reconnected on um we reconnected on Facebook and, you know, because we were both in elementary school together, we have a connection forever, but she posted just some, <laughs> well, you know, I know I just mean, yeah, we yeah. weren't really no, friendly. She yeah, wasn't in yeah. my group, but we went to, we went to elementary school together. Um, <laughs> but I thought of her in one way and she posted, I saw this post of hers and it was just like the weirdest conspiracy theory you've ever heard mm-hmm. and i'm reading it and i'm like oh my goodness like i i couldn't believe that i was reading this and and this person who i uh, thought of as very rational and very and i really went down the rabbit hole of trying to diagnose like wow this is representative kind of where we are the fact that this person would believe you know x y and z and um you know and one of the things was about the media and and i always get obviously a little sensitive about that because you know we're members of the media and i tried to make i tried to make a joke because this uh, one of the things that she believes is that the coronavirus is really made up by the media um is really almost 100 percent made up by the media and I kind of used the example of her. I was trying to be rational. And I thought, Jason, what are you doing? Why are you, why are you, you're not going to change her mind over Facebook. And I said, I said, you know, such and such. I said, I recently watched a documentary about the moon landing. And, you know, there are some people that believe the moon landing didn't happen. And I said, there was a scientist that diagnosed that in order for a conspiracy theory of that magnitude to have taken place, over a hundred thousand people would have to lie and all lie the same way. Girl, you can't even get four people in a room to agree on something, let alone over a hundred thousand people. So I tried telling her that. I'm like, you know, the media isn't a building, the media is a collection of people. And if you think the media got together at a meeting in a gymnasium. <laughs> And had a meeting and came up with a cry. I go, the media is also companies. And I tried to tell her, too. I said, the media, we're for profit. I said, the the coronavirus is affecting us in giant ways. Ad revenue is is, it's killing us. Smaller media companies are faltering and closing shop. I said, so that right there, I always have to do kind of a, oh, my goodness, when people use the blanket argument of the media, because those companies are suffering too. Our company is suffering. Um, Does she so, know anyone with COVID or any? No, no. and that's the thing too. Oh, um, see. Yeah, when you have someone who that you know who's died, and people who are suffering. It changes. Will absolutely change. Yeah. Well, I agree with you guys there, but listen, we all know that the moon landing was actually filmed at Craters of the <laughs> okay, Moon National Park <laughs> in Idaho. Come on. It's a proven... Grant! Yes. Cut his mic, Grant! It's off. It's off. No, but we wish... Hey, all all kidding aside, 
Hey, politics aside, we wish the best to the Conways, and we hope they find their way. And good for them for making a great choice for their for their family. Bravo to all of them. Uh, politics aside, this is bigger than politics. It's family. Seven forty three. Let's take a break. We'll be back after this. Welcome back, Jason and Alexis in the morning on my talk one seven one. Everything entertainment. Everything. Ariel, the Little Mermaid. I'm Jace with Lex and Kenny. Dawn's uh, continuing to take some much-deserved days off. Our friend Grant is filling in today. Dawn will be back very, very soon. Uh, right now, though, on this Monday, August 24th, I have a ab fab. And I know uh, you guys mentioned it uh, while I was off with uh, Matt Belanger. Um, yeah, you watched it first and told or us as- about it. Or as Julia calls him, Matt Belinger. Uh, but, uh, but Matt I, Belinger. But I, I. Uh, by the way, oh, hold Matt on Belinger. a minute. Hold on a minute. I before we get to that, I oh, we have gone uh, an hour and forty nine minutes without me saying this. Speaking of Julia, today is Julia's birthday. Everybody. Oh, oh yay! Today yeah. is her birthday, and she joins us on the phone. Julia, good morning. <laughs> Oh, oh, Julia! How happy are you s- birthday! A happy ah, birthday! Ah, okay, oh. how how are you and uh, are you are you and Lori going to go out for dinner or maybe bowling tonight? You think I'm a singer. Oh, you're going to sing? That's fantastic! <laughs> yes. That's right. Really? How how old are you, Julia? <laughs> okay, okay, oh. you're that old. That's fantastic. She doesn't tell. <laughs> she doesn't tell. Uh-uh. Uh, Julia, you going to be out trolling for younger men tonight? Uh, <laughs> just... uh, oh, that's, oh, okay. Uh, is, that, is that a yes? <laughs> That's a, that's a yes. I think it is. That's a yes. That's a yes. Good luck, Julia. Careful oh. for those COVID kisses, Julia. That's right. Julia, do you have? Uh, do you want to tease your show coming up today at three? No, no, that's not a. Oh. No, I said tease, what? Julia. Tease. What? Okay, well that's it. Uh, Lori and Julia today at three. Right here oh. on my talk with a seven one. It's gonna be a celebration. Fifty set will probably sing her happy birthday. Don't you think? That's right. <laughs> that's oh right. yeah, will, that's right. Yes. Uh huh. Happy birthday, Julia. We love you. Uh, it is uh, seven fifty. Like uh, like Alexa said, I, I do have an ab fab item uh, that Matt uh, Belanger brought to you guys while I was gone, and I watched it over the weekend. Absolutely fabulous. It is the Howard documentary on Disney Plus. Uh, this is a documentary about the great late the late great Howard Ashman, um, who really was, um, I would say, the the driving force. Um, in the Disney Renaissance in the late 80s and early 90s. And I'm, I'm talking about, and, and that's how they refer to that era of the company. Uh, that is the era that started with The Little Mermaid, went on to Beauty and the Beast, then Aladdin, and then Lion King. The, uh, Howard had nothing to do with The Lion King, but he touched, uh, his talent touched the, the films that I mentioned earlier. And, and it really talked about his genius and where it came from and how it started and his his uh, his rise in New York and the New York theater scene actually a beginning in on someplace I went to college for a couple of years Indiana University and then he moved to New York and uh, started working off off Broadway had a theater and then uh, did Little Shop of Horrors 
And uh, during that time in, in New York, he met his friend and would-be collaborator for his Disney years, the great Alan Menken, who, thank goodness, is still with us. Alan and Howard eventually went to Disney and uh, and, and did The Little Mermaid and then the Beauty and the Beast and, and uh, started to work on Aladdin. And what I walked away with generally, and, and maybe Matt had this same feeling, being the Disney guy that I am, I had such sadness, not because of his passing necessarily, and obviously that's horrible, but I had such uh, I had such sadness uh, because I thought to myself, and and someone in the documentary said it, and was as about as blunt as I wanted I want to be. They said, "Oh, what he could have done, you know, if his life wasn't done. robbed, yeah. would have done, if he wasn't taken from us so early because of uh, complications from uh, from AIDS." Mm-hmm. It, it, what he could have done creatively for the Walt Disney Company, the stories he would have told, uh, the music he would have brought us. And because this guy was a genius. I mean, he was he, here's just a really good example. Uh, Beauty and the Beast, when Disney started it, was like masterpiece theater. It was very dry and it just had no soul. And they really did describe it as animated uh, masterpiece theater. And somebody within Disney uh, said to the powers that be, go give it to Howard and Alan. Let let them fix it. And they came back with the beauty. I mean, and, and Howard did it in no time, came up with the treatment and basically had an outline of the songs, had an outline of the songs uh, in a short amount of time. And he did the same thing with Aladdin. Uh, he he did Aladdin without even really being assigned Aladdin. And he had a full treatment. He had songs almost oh perfectly gosh. placed. He had Prince Ali. He had Friend Like Me. He did all, they, they created all of that. And they weren't really even assigned the movie. And they had an outline. That doesn't happen. That type of creative doesn't happen every generation and at the very end of the documentary i believe it was alan or somebody else alan macon somebody said in narration we keep waiting for someone to walk in the door that has the same ability that howard did we're still waiting um you know uh, we're still waiting for somebody to come around again like a comet like howard ashman um, it's so good, Lex. Oh, it's so yeah, good. Yeah, so Matt came in and said, hey, you guys need to watch this. It's Ab Fab. And so I watched it that night. And I jokingly was upset with him because it, you're absolutely right. He was an amazing lyricist in all of his work. It's just incredible. And I'm really happy that I know him now. I, I didn't know of him before this. and uh, But at the same time, I'm going to warn you. Make sure you have tissues if you see this because it is very heartfelt. And I did not realize how he passed. And like you said, he died way too young. Um, and uh, just to just to know his amazing ability, like you said with the Aladdin song, that you know the one where he's marching into the palace and you know Prince Ali. Prince Ali. He wrote all of the words to that, and like you said, it was like written on a napkin, like overnight, yeah. like. Oh, here, what do you guys think of this? And it yeah. was genius. I mean, that's such a pivotal part of the movie. Yeah. And um, also with Little Mermaid and Part of Your World, they didn't want to put that song in there. And he said, no, we need this because this is her story. Yep. And they did it. They did it. More of our conversation when we come back. Stay with us. Day.